raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Rob Casey's here, and look who it is. He's an author, he's a broadcaster, he's a provocateur, the one and only Abdul Keep Shabazz. How are you? Blood pressure's down, so doing well. Great. Uh, so you sent me this during, literally during our State House Happenings recording, and I know you did this just to anger me because, well, you know there's all sorts of holes in this as well, but there is a report out there that there's some sort of poll that shows if Eric Holcomb ran for U.S. Senate, he would defeat Jim Banks in a primary. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, 50, what? Uh, the poll was 50-40. It was reported uh, by our good friend and colleague uh, Adam Renner writes uh, in Portonville. Because I knew there was some polling out there, but I didn't uh, have a chance to get the get the results yet. But I'm doing some follow-up uh, after what Adam wrote uh, in Portonville this week. Uh, about, about 600 people... Uh, surveyed mostly cell phones, landlines, the, the usual stuff. Uh, but Adam did not say who did the poll. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. So here's the thing, right? And, and I get along fine with with Ren. He's done some of my stuff. I've done some of his. But he is way too smart to not list or inquire, and he's too good at reporting and digging for dirt to not report on, you know, who did the poll? What was the actual makeup of the sample size? Was it likely voters? Was it Eric Holcomb's closest personal friends? Who, more importantly, I'll come back to it, who did the poll on behalf of who? None of this is in here, and it's just for put out there so that people like you can send it to me to make me angry. <laughs> well, I, I think that's just an added bonus, to be brutally honest with, with you. With you. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, because we got to know, you know who did the poll, who paid for it, et cetera, et cetera, and all the, and all the, all the other fun stuff. Uh, I frankly think it was probably somebody close to Governor Holcomb who did it uh, because they poll all the time just to check and see how they're doing, what the issues are, et cetera, et cetera. Like, hey, let's just ask a question because you got a couple of questions you can throw in there because I've done polling before. Hey, let's ask if blah, blah, blah was, was to run for governor or Senate, who would, who would win? Is what is Holcomb's plan? What I mean, he's you, we all know he's avoided working a real job for a very long time. What I mean, he's not going to go. He, he's he's not going to get a real job next. So what 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 is he? What is he, he going to be a teacher somewhere? Is he going to be? Uh, is he going to run some I still establishment keep, organization? I, I still keep hearing either the uh, the IHSA he may uh, go join because he loves uh, Indiana sports, or perhaps maybe the NCAA is is what it was what I keep hearing. Now, granted. We still got you know a year and a half to go before all this is uh, done and over with, but but that's what I'm hearing right now. Let's just without any information on this poll, just for this exercise, because it's just us gals sitting around shooting the breeze. Let's just assume the poll's legitimate and Holcomb, they're honest with them, and that they didn't totally rig it in his favor or whatever. If you look at this poll, which shows Holcomb what has 59 and Banks ha- or 50 and Banks has 39. Does he look at this and go, well, maybe I could be a U.S. senator? Maybe I should run for senator. <laughs> it, w- it would not surprise me uh, because, uh, obviously, you, w- you want to get an idea of what the lay of the land looks like before you make a decision one way or the other. And then if you decide to change your mind, because you can still do that as well, I can see like, hey, if we decide to run for senate, what would our chances look like against mm-hmm. Jim Banks? Okay, well, he just wrote this op-ed, and, uh, okay, getting published, putting his words out there, in, writing. In the Indy in the Star. Okay, but he did say besides that he's not a genius or a saint, that he's not running for U.S. House, Senate, or President. Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. 
right now. Yeah, well, it's, uh, Ed, but let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that it, it bizarro op-ed that he wrote because uh, we touched on this with Jim Merritt early in the program. Casey and I spent a segment on it yesterday. Even you got to admit, it's pretty hypocritical for a guy to take a gajillion dollars from the federal government and then go, this money printing is totally out of control with the federal government. Where do you think the money went? That, that's always that's always an interesting question. Whenever an elected official, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> complains about the federal government, because on the one hand, like you know, the federal government tells us what to do. The federal government, you know, dictates this. The federal government spends all this money. Okay, fine, but but you're are you a sort of a passive participant in the in the in the political shenanigans? Oh, there's nothing passive about it. You because, took a gajillion dollars because, because you're taking the people. money. Now, now here's the other question though: If you don't take it, what do you do? Because your people are still mm-hmm. paying taxes, yeah. you know, for services. Yeah, but if you're lit- saying I am literally keeping this emergency declaration open because I want the money from the federal government, which is what he said, you don't really have a leg to stand on and going, well, this contribution to it, uh, this, this, all this money printing is contributing to inflation, and this is just terrible. It went to you. <laughs> the money went to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but at the same time, though, if you don't take it, then are you accused of political malfeasance? Well, so let's real quick. One of the things most of that money has gone to, and you and I have talked about a statehouse happenings, and you know, Abdul, I hate to come on this show and say I was right, but looks like I'm going to be exactly right, is most of that money, much of that money, went to a Medicaid expansion, and now that the spigot's been turned off, since the state has already entered into the legalized vote-buying process that is, air quote, free or reduced Healthcare or expanded healthcare for so many people, they're not going to opt out of that and take it away from people. Well, actually, now they are. Uh, about ninety-eight thousand people, because uh, because the rule was uh, during COVID, you couldn't kick anybody off; they had to stay. Now that the money's out, now you can start kicking people off again. They got to reapply, and it's going to be. Uh, it's 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 a it's it, it. This is this is the in the weed stuff that you guys don't get to read about, but I do. Unfortunately, it's going to be a mess and a possible disaster because uh, right now the biggest chunk of the state budget goes to education. In about five years, it's going to be Medicaid. Well, and so that's the thing, right? I mean, you, there's only so much money in the pot, even by the tax and taxing, high taxing, spending people we have running our state. There's only so much money in the in the pot, and then what do you do? Exactly, because you got a bunch of people going to be uh, sort of kicked off. They're actually getting kicked off now, and part of it is because of paperwork issues. Uh, it's 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 not pretty. Let's put it that way. What do you think of Eric Holcomb citing this Gallup poll? It was a national poll that he said, uh, well, the Gallup poll claimed that government leadership was the biggest problem, according to people across the country. Is it significant that he's quoting a national poll about the entire country? It does, it does Do we read me, anything into that? It does surprise me because, the, because, like I said, statewide things are fine, but regardless of what my good friend and little brother over there says from time to time. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I'm looking at you, Robert. Robert uh, man, I, 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 that's a bold, that's a bold move to tell people who are having trouble paying their mortgage. Oh, it's fine. Shut up and pay. You'll be fine. I'm more shocked that you guys have the same mom. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we, we just took him out of the oven too soon. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, no, I mean, but but the national level is where all, where most of the, where most of the dysfunction is. For mm-hmm. example, if you're like a state senator, or state rep, and you're knocking on doors. People ask, let me complain about Congress. Like, well, I'm not a member of Congress. Well, well I want to complain about Congress because that sucks all the air and oxygen out, out of the room. For, for the most part, in Indiana, yes, yes, the country has challenges, but things are a lot better in Indiana than they are, say, in my home state of Illinois. Now, you have a theory, Abdul is with us, uh, let's skip, skip over here to Jim Lucas real quick, that his attorney may not have been too pleased with his little uh, disaster interview on Hammer and Nigel because you had reached out to him and he said, no, I'm not doing anything else. 
Uh, yeah, uh, we all know Jim Lucas arrested for DUI, uh, leaving the scene of accident, uh, pled guilty to misdemeanor charges, uh, served as citizens, uh, got to go counseling, and then no driving for a while. Uh, yeah, I reached out to Jim uh, earlier this week because we were supposed to actually uh, have a conversation uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, but Jim's like, Abdul, I don't, I don't think I want to do it. Like, yeah, fine, I understand that because the lawyers and everything. But Jim Lucas turning down an opportunity to be seen and heard is rare. Yeah, I mean he, that that interview with Hammer and Nigel was a train wreck, and if you were his attorney, you would have told him you should absolutely not do that. Exactly, or at the very least, have my lawyer on the phone with me. Yeah, listening <laughs> to the conversation. Yeah. An IFB. More, more billable Don't hours say that. for Abdul. That's <laughs> yeah. always his focus. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's coming up this Saturday on Abdul at Large? Uh, I'm going to talk to a uh, good friend, Reverend Harris, about uh, Indy's crime-related issue. Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, John Ruckel's House of State Medical Society about healthcare issues, and my good friend Matt Sosi on the summer movie stuff. I love it when you interview these establishment politicians because it gets some show content for the rest mm-hmm. of the week. So, hey, it, it's we're here for you, old yes, friend. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, Abdul Gibjabaz, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So good to have you back on the show. So Abdul. good to be back. Yeah, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time for us to hit the road. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for listening today. We'll see you back here tomorrow on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.